This is your host Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Hi, this is Megan with Girls Gone Right. <laughs> and we are back with a pop culture segment. Woo! Today's topic is 16 candles. What? If you're a very young person, you're probably like, I've never even heard of that. What is that? Well, it's a movie from the 80s. Peyton's first time seeing it was today. today. <laughs> yep. Uh, Fresh in the brain. Yep. It is a great movie. It is a cult classic. It is also a John Hughes movie who is a phenomenal director and has written and directed several iconic movies that you probably didn't know that he did, like Home Alone and Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and a whole bunch of others like Weird Science. Um, all really great 80s movies, including Home Alone, which was in the 90s. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of great material coming out of John Hughes, I must say. <laughs> this one is one of them. Um, so we will go over a couple of statistics like we did last one with Mean Girls, like how it was reviewed, critiqued, and perceived then uh, versus how it would be perceived now and would it be canceled um, so some statistics, 16 Candles came out May 4th, 1984. Wow. A true 80s movie. A true 80s That's classic. probably the oldest movie that I've ever watched. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't believe that for a single <gasps> second. You've seen Star Wars? No. What? No. Oh. Don't make me do it. <laughs> Looks like we've got some homework to do. <laughs> Uh, the audience score for this movie was 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the critic score was 81%. So very close. These scores honestly don't surprise me because the people that watched this movie back in the day uh, loved a good old-fashioned John Hughes movie and respect the humor behind uh, the film and its script that he wrote and directed. Um, even the parts that can be uncomfortable, which... There were a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't affect, it doesn't and shouldn't affect us on a personal level, like no comedy should. Um, because as a whole, it's meant to make us laugh. It is meant to make us laugh. And that's exactly what the movie does. A good review that I found from mania.com says, high school is high school no matter what the date. And Hughes ensures that the, the consistencies of that age remain unchanged. Pretty true. Yeah. I could agree with that. Another good review from gonewiththetwins.com. Creative. <laughs> At time, a laugh out loud, funny, highlighting the awkwardness of adolescence through alter alternations of clumsiness, low self-esteem, and misadventures of maturation. Mature. Mature. That's honestly spot on. Yeah. Spot on review. Yeah. Uh, here's a bad review which is, this is actually a bad review from 1984, but it speaks volumes to today. Uh, it's middle American cast of plastic females and self-regarding males look and behave like delegates to a Republican convention. What? The slight plot is strung out on a series of gross jokes. Wow. They were woke back in the 80s. Uh-huh. Right? That, that one, I'm like, are we sure not this wasn't today? Not no, based. It was from 1984. 
And that's from The Age in Melbourne, Australia. Another bad review from thespool.net says, to try and explain 16 Candles as a person who was there for it in its first run today, uh, list to helplessly shrug and say, I don't know, man. It was a different time. They were just like, yeah. But mm, why? Not feeling it. But, but why? Uh, the IMDB score is seven stars. And that was out of 120,000 users that gave it a score. So, yeah. I'd say seven out of 10 is pretty good. Again, it's not the best movie, but it's a cult classic. So, it's definitely a classic. I've heard of 16 Candles. Yeah. My mom watched 16 Candles. Yeah. And she loves that movie. A lot of people love it. I am just, I'm not a movie buff. So this is, this segment challenges me. I love it. Because I don't like watching things that are long because I have a short attention span. So it's really hard for me to sit there and watch a movie. I'm a terrible person to oh, watch a movie it's with. It's great for you because this movie was short. Thank gosh. And that's what I'm like, sure. $3.99 yeah. on YouTube purchased, watched it. Like, yes. Done. And like under 90 minutes. Yeah. Great. So good. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie has a good balance of chick flick and comedy. So there's a lot of undertones of, I guess you could say, toxic masculinity. But honestly, it's more of <laughs> illustrating how horny high school boys are. Backs, backs. And that's it. And adolescent boys and teen boys. They're just, they're just horny <laughs> going through puberty. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, where the male audience can relate and get humor out of it versus the chick flick part of it, which is obviously Molly Ringwald's character, um, Samantha, and not getting the sweet 16 birthday that she always wanted. So what we'll do today is... Kind of just go through it scene by scene. Not obviously not every single scene, but just kind of pinpoints that were like, <laughs> what? Uh, throughout the movie. And first off, I would just say that this movie would not make it past the cutting room floor today. Canceled. Or even the first table read. They would be like, yeah. edit, 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 like red pin all the way through that script. Um, yeah. John Hughes was based. He, yeah, yeah. He was, but he was just funny. People just need to realize that we need humor. We can laugh at things. We can laugh at a lot of things and not take it so personal. So from the start, the little brother, <laughs> it's a hoot. Uh, he comments immediately on the older sister getting her period before her wedding. And the fact that her little brother knows her cycle is... Kind of off-putting to me. <laughs> it's weird. And then he says something about the other sister's boobs. And I'm, ew. Yes. Uh, right off the bat, inappropriate. And it's a lot of sexuality within the family. Like yes. a lot of sexual things that are talked about. Yeah. That you can't do <laughs> in 2023. So you can't do. It is awkward. But the awkwardness makes it funny. You have that awkward silence. And it's like the, the tension that makes it funny that people yeah. laugh at. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then he says, you know, he comments on her boobs by saying she, she's only eating carrots to increase the size of her breasts. So um, I eat so many carrots. And they and haven't done anything. Nothing. 
not nothing. I am the head of itty bitty titty committee. Ooh, so yeah. I will say carrots. That's that is a myth. Myth busted. <laughs> um, it was good. <laughs> oh, sorry. He also said called her hey birth defect. Yeah, and as soon as I heard that, I'm like canceled. Yes, can't say that. Yeah, it's offensive. He, he called her birth defect. Uh, but it is, um, it's heartbreaking when she realizes that her family has forgotten her birthday. Um, and I love it when she's in the mirror and she's saying, she's on the phone with her friend and she's looking at herself and she's like, I haven't changed. You know, I was expecting to wake up and feel more like a woman essentially. And, um, She's like, I still look the same. I feel the same. I don't feel any different, which is very um, striking to me because when you turn 16, I didn't see a big difference other than getting my driver's license. But physically, I feel like I didn't really see a physical difference in myself until I was in my 20s. Me too. Yeah. When I was 16, I definitely looked like a child. And I think that's something <laughs> Yes. so different in today's age, because 16-year-olds look like 21-year-olds. Yes. It is so different. And when I was 16, I looked like a 12-year-old. Yeah. And I didn't start looking like a woman until I was like 21 years old. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe I matured and started to get women more like, you know, mature features, but that really didn't happen until later in life. Like I'm in my prime right now because it happened so later for me. Yeah. When I was in high school, I, when I graduated, I was not cute. I looked so young and even going into college, I just like looked so young and I didn't have those woman things that everyone desired. No. And it's, so it's so weird that we see that now and 16 year olds just look so much older. You don't, this, you see a 16 year old and they're, they look 21. They look like they're in college, but they're so young. And I, I, th- I think every girl goes through that where they, they want to be perceived as older and mature because they want people to take them seriously, but they still have a lot to learn in life. <laughs> life lessons and you will, you will grow into the woman that you're meant to be physically and mentally and spiritually. So just be patient and just enjoy the life, the body, the face that you're given now. And like she said, she didn't realize, she didn't start going into herself until she was 21. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I didn't start feeling like the woman I am now until I was 30. So it takes a long time to feel but feel your womanhood. Womanhood. Real talk, though. <laughs> like, when we talk about this is getting deeper than we probably should, but yeah. I didn't get my period till I was, like, 18. I was wow. almost 18. And I think that, I don't know, maybe that's a later in life, but at the same time, I feel like girls are getting their period so much earlier now. Yeah. Like, 11 12, like they're getting their period. And then after you get your period, you get boobs and things like yeah. that. So I didn't get my period until I was almost 18. And then then I started like getting somewhat boobs and like Hips. started developing. Yeah. But that took so much longer because I didn't get my period until way later. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but we'll just say the FDA and what's in our food and all these hormones and antibiotics and things like that. Yeah. But it's so interesting because now I'm like, I... Didn't experience any of that. I was so much older, and it like I feel like I just got like a later start to the womanhood. Yeah. Ah, oh, 
That is so interesting. What a fun fact, everyone. That is. Now you guys know when I started my period. <laughs> well, now I feel like I'm a share. I, I was 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I was 11. I just thought I was never going to get mine. I could see that. I could it's, see where you would be kind of terrified that that might not happen. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just never, everyone's getting theirs. I kind of have FOMO because I don't have mine. I'm wondering if I'm going to become a woman. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's not, that's a pleasant thing or something that we want. Yeah. But um, you typically, not speaking for every woman, but typically in order to have children, that's something you have to go through for that to happen. We're speaking to the audience and beyond our audience, you need a period to be a woman and to have children. So to those who don't have you real periods, you're uterus. not a woman. You need a uterus. <laughs> a uterus. <laughs> uterus. <laughs> Am I making you uncomfortable? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it was just interesting to see that her in the mirror and like looking at herself and like touching her body parts and... I remember doing that. Like it's a normal. It's very normal. If you look at my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade pictures, even my ninth grade pictures, it was like A cup, B cup, C cup, D cup. <laughs> <laughs> ah, anyway, enough about our bodies. <laughs> so it was heartbreaking when she realized her family had forgotten her birthday. And one of one of the greatest lines, she says, I can't believe this. They effing forgot my birthday. And you're just like, holy crap. And then the opening sequence starts, which is awesome because there's so many butts and Levi's, Levi jeans in this opening sequence. And the kid that can't open his locker just takes you back to when you were in high school and you're like, oh my God, I remember when I could get my locker open. Um, so then we go to the classroom and she's in there and she's filling out this confidential note. And it says, have you ever done it? And she says, I don't think so. <laughs> so, no. Then it says, if you answered, I don't think so, which is so funny to me. Do you think you ever could? And she says, I guess so. With who? Jake Ryan. And he, then it says, does he know you want to with him? And she says, no. And she underlines it several times. She folds it up. She tries to do the sneaky thing and pass it to her friend behind her. Her friend's asleep and misses it. And guess who gets the note? Jake, Jake Ryan. Jake snags it. I think that is just such an iconic thing of uh -huh. passing notes because people weren't texting. You had to write <laughs> things down on paper. Uh -uh. Any secrets were just like all on there or you had to tell a secret in person yes. versus having receipts as the kids call it. Uh, that actually is in my my weird trends. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's um, the golden age before technology yeah. where you couldn't call, you couldn't text, or you could call, but not on a cell phone. Uh, you couldn't text that person to get in touch with them. Uh, like you had to call the house. You, and there's a scene where Jake is trying to get in touch with Sam and he had the grandparents pick up. But you had to call people on the house phone and ask for that person uh, in order to talk to them. I kind of miss those days, yeah. to be honest. But the note passing, yes, very nostalgic, but how devastating for him to get it and know who wrote it. Oh, that's so bad. So bad. And then we fast forward... Um, 
And when they go into the hallway, and this is a race topic, mm-hmm. uh, which race kind of comes up a lot in this movie, but they're talking about um, the guy that she wants, Jake, and then the kind of car she wants for Sweet 16, which is a Trans Am. And she's saying the color of the car, she wants to be black. But her friend thinks that she wants a pink Trans Am. So she says, I know, you want the guy, the pink car. And she says, no, black. And the friend goes, a black guy? And I was like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) What's... What's wrong with that? Some people may say John Hughes is a racist. He's a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just thought that was so funny. So I was like, they just so openly and casually talk about race. In a way where you can just make a joke and just slides on, glides past. Yeah. That's how it was in the day. Back in the day, just like, whoop, there it was. There it went. Um, then they go to the, I guess, gym class and boom, boobs. Yeah. This movie is rated PG, by the way. And within the first 20 minutes, yes. we've gotten. I I saw boobs. Yeah. I saw a real boob, no blur, nothing. I just yeah. saw them right there on the screen, which is incredible. It, it, I didn't know that it was PG. That's it even makes like a, a sound effect. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but um, Carolyn, who is Jake Ryan's current girlfriend, they show her naked in the shower in the locker room and they're just comparing their bodies to hers and how perfect she is. But yeah, this movie's rated PG. So we've already got a nude, a nudity scene and an F-bomb within the first like 15 minutes. So it's crazy how... Things have changed so much within how we rate movies today. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Michael Hall, you probably didn't know who that was before you watched this, did you? No. Yeah. So he's a very, he was in a lot of 80s movies. Um, he was in The Breakfast Club. So who's that one? Is that? Farmer Ted. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? I have seen The Breakfast Club. and You remember him yes. in that one? Yeah. And I remember um, Samantha. She's in Secret Life of an American Teenager as the mom. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, fami- she yeah. looks the same. She, she does. Well. There's actually a cover band called the Molly Ringwalds, and they're really good. I would love to go see them. Um, so Farmer Ted. He's pro- I would say he is probably the best thing in the whole movie. Yeah. He's just so funny. That character is is a geek. In fact, that's what his character's name is in the credits, is the geek. Um, but he is so unbelievably confident in his ability to get rejected. <laughs> so hard. That's courage. Yes, that is bravery. He put it all out on the line. He's like, that's a pretty girl. I'm going to shoot my shot, even though I know she's way out of my league. I'm yeah, going to go for it. Yeah, I love it. That's confidence. But... I just thought it was so awkward when he sat down next to her on the bus and he sits so freaking close to her and then he sniffs her. I'm like, confidence. A girl. In that case, Joe Biden is the most confident man as well. Oh, yeah. We know another guy that likes to sniff people. We know another sniffer. (sighs) Sniff that hair. (laughs) But he, he like sniffs her and I'm like, 
Could you imagine conservative or liberal, a woman getting sniffed by a peer on in a car, in a, on a bus? I don't know if I've ever been sniffed before. Take that back. I've been sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> you smell nice. You smell nice. I got a whiff also. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was like, uh, why is he sniffing her? That's so weird. What is wrong with him? Um, But he says something that uh, the trans community would be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He says, I'm a boy. You're a girl. Is there anything wrong with me trying to put together some kind of relationship between us? So are you saying that relationships can only be between a boy and a girl? Based. What is a boy? What is a girl? What is a woman? I mean, and then she called him a fag. (laughs) Still rated PG. She called him an FAG. She did. And I forgot that she actually called him that. I've seen this movie so many times, but I haven't seen it in so long. So when she called him that, I went, (gasps) oh. (laughs) Yeah, I think watching it, knowing like, what can I pick on, pick up on, they can cancel this. Yeah. I had a different, you know, set of goggles on to just be picking up all of these things. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You don't see it because to me, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But when I'm looking at it from a different perspective of what am I picking out that I can cancel? This is how the libs think. I don't like looking at things that way. Like I would much rather just exist. But the way that they look at things, I just try to put myself in their mindset of what can I pick out and cancel today? Exactly. It's because we're when we watch things, we're not watching things uh, from a victim's mentality and we're, we're not looking to get offended. We're not looking for things to make us upset. We're not looking for things to piss us off. We're enjoying the movie. We're enjoying the entertainment because that's what it is. It's entertainment. It is meant to entertain us, not piss us off. And if it does, turn it off. That's all you gotta do. Um, so then she goes back home. Nothing like your parents and your family forgetting your 16th birthday, but nothing like walking into your room and finding your grandparents in their underwear. <laughs> and then forgetting your birthday also. On top of that. <laughs> on top of it. It's amazing. I would be mortified if I walked in on that. But the other grandparents to me are the best. Are these the ones that were yep. prepping her boobs? Yes. <laughs> Sensible moment. Grandparents groping their granddaughter's boobs, saying how nice and perky they were. Oh, it's so good. He's like, knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Who? Helen, we've got an owl out here in the hall. (laughs) Then he starts tickling her, and then the other grandmother comes out, and she's like, leave her alone, Fred. You'll make her tinkle. (laughs) Um... And then, like Peyton said, she grabs her boobs. She says, oh, look, she's gotten her boobies. And then decides to touch them. Could you imagine? My grandparents groping my boobs. No. No, I've never thought about that. <laughs> I don't want to. I, like, but it's, you know, it's a sense of humor that it's so awkward that it's funny. Exactly. It's inappropriate, but it's funny. You can be inappropriate sometimes and make jokes. I, you know, conservative, Christian, I like to be a little inappropriate sometimes to make jokes. Yeah. I make inappropriate jokes sometimes. Dirty jokes are funny. Yes. I'm like, what? 
to laugh, sure. Anything for yeah. a little giggle. Anything for a little giggle. <laughs> I like that. I should be on a shirt. We should make a shirt that says that. Anything for a little giggle. Anything for a little giggle. Uh, yeah, it proceeds to touch her boobs, and it is very awkward. Then we meet one of the other greatest characters in the whole movie, Long Duck Dong. He's my, he's my favorite. He's the best. I, I wasn't sure at first, and then at the end, he just really had a butterfly effect. Yes. His character grew so much. Yes. He is amazing. He actually has some of the best lines in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of his most iconic lines is, what's happening, hot stuff? <gasps> it's the best. And so now we can talk a little about how racist it is that uh, uh, the things surrounding Long Duck Dong are and so racist, so racist, so racist, so racist. Um, the gong that plays every time they say his name immediately canceled. Yes, immediately, immediately, right to jail, right away. Um, one of the, so that scene at the dinner table is a is a scene that my family quotes all the time. When he's like, "We'll just fast forward now and get to." the dance because right after that well at the dinner table Sam says I can't stay I have to, I have a dance to go to I'm being graded on it and they say you should take dong <laughs> <laughs> and she's mortified and they go to the dance do you know the muffin man I'm just kidding do you know, <laughs> do you know the muffin man the muffin man <laughs> Are you familiar with John and Joan Cusack? No. So they're siblings and they're actors and they are okay. both in the movie. Okay. Um, Joan Cusack is the the girl with the headgear and she da- she dabs her mouth at the water fountain uh, with her little shirt. Yeah. And then her brother, John, is one of Farmer Ted's friends, one okay. of the geeks. So I just thought that was funny that they're both in the movie. Um, so Ted, Farmer Ted, lies to his friends about Sam, which is a typical nerdy thing to do, nerdy guy thing to do, saying like, oh, she's so into me. He, uh, she she totally wants this. And then he goes and starts dancing on her and he's growling at her and she's so mortified. And it is just something I think that every teenage girl has probably experienced, maybe in a different form, but it was embarrassing to watch, if I do say so myself. Jake and Carolyn. So we know that they're together, yes, right? She says he's acting off, but that's because his attention is more focused towards Sam. And then she says she could name 20 guys that would kill to love her. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Great. Go. Go for them. Away. Full roster over there. Go away. Go get your 20 men. Um, I like, I feel like that is something that would be said on the whatever podcast. Oh, that is for sure Banks right there. Yeah. Banks would say that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's something that those women that are feeling like so empowered, like I have like a hundred guys in my DMs right now and they will totally go for this, and I could dump you in a second and go for it. If Caroline was real, and in 2023, she would definitely be on the Whatever podcast. Yeah, with no clothes. And she would be the one wearing the cross on her neck because she likes to say that she's Christian, but also is most definitely not Christian oh. and has 20 boyfriends. Oh, 
But do, don't you think it's really endearing how shy and scared Sam is to talk to Jake? Like, she won't even talk it's, to him. It's so sweet and innocent. Yeah. I think that's so desirable for men to see a woman who is just so feminine, who is so sweet and pure. I think that that's attractive to a man. I think vice versa, when you meet a man that, you know, it looks different on a man to be pure and have good intentions. But like when you meet a man that does, it's very attractive to know that someone's so pure. And it's such a striking contrast because that's, it seems like that is exactly why he is attracted to Sam versus Carolyn. Because she's going, I have 20 guys that are lined up waiting for me. When Sam is just, so so innocent and shy and just just wants to talk to the guy, but she yeah. she can't work up the courage to do it. I think this comes down to so Jake is dating Caroline probably because he thinks he's she's very attractive, yeah. she's popular, she's the cool girl. It's yeah. always the case in the movies that the cool guy dates the cool girl. Yeah, and you know they dated, and that has to do with you have that physical attraction, you have that status attraction. Yeah. You feel like you have similar status, social status, so you're going to date someone similar and she's attractive. So they had that, you know, connection and they had those similarities. So of course they start dating, but that's like a, not a long-term thing, right? That's very short-term that you just have that physical attraction and you have things in common, a few things, but then he found someone that actually might be a slow burn. Like I'm interested in her and she seems very sweet and pure. And I'm attracted to not just because he says, you know, I think she's, I think she's kind of cute when he's, she, he was talking to his friend doing pull-ups in the gym. And, you know, it's not always about looks. Like I think he, maybe he didn't look at her for at first and be like, oh, she's so, so attractive. And I want to date her like he did Caroline, but he thought she was cute and that probably grew when he got to know that how pure and sweet she was. Which is also a callback to the beginning of the film when she's looking in the mirror thinking like, I haven't changed. Mm-hmm. So maybe he saw a change in her. Yeah. But she, yeah, on her she, didn't, birthday. That she didn't see herself. And I also think that he didn't see it at first either, right? Because he's been dating some other girl. Exactly. He's never pursued her before. Yeah. But I think when you find someone and you like their qualities. Yes. That she is a sweet, nice girl. She's the sweetheart. She's soft-spoken. She's not a bitch like Caroline. Mm -hmm. You see that, you see those qualities and maybe they weren't a 10 to you at first, but it grows over time to be a 10. Like, you're like, I want that person so bad. I have this desire for them. I'm so attracted to them, but that grows over time. Yeah. And I think he just... I feel like, especially in these movies, because they kind of put those pairings together, like the hot guy Mm -hmm. and the hot girl together, because that's just how it is. And I feel like that actually kind of rubs off on real life for teenagers, because they just automatically assume like, well, I'm, I'm being told by my peers, like that I'm hot, uh, and that I'm attractive. So therefore, I can get the hottest girl, or the hottest guy in, in my class. Uh, and so there's a lot of pressure behind that. But then like you're talking about the slow burn where you're, you jump into the, the kids that jump into these relationships are only jumping into that relationship because they're hot. Don't be afraid to be yourself in high school. It is going to be traumatizing. There's going to be people that pick on you and there's going to be people that bully you because of who you are, no matter if you're popular or unpopular, but you're always going to have a circle of friends. There's always going to be someone else that's very similar to you. 
that you can surround yourself with. When you when you finally start to embrace who you are or just your inner self, because honestly, in high school, you don't know who you are yet. Yeah. But when you just start to embrace your quirks and your features, you get a glow of confidence and it rubs off and um, it can make people jealous uh, or it can make people flock to you, which is essentially what you want. You want more people around you like you that share the same values as you too. That was a good little take. Um, so at the dance, we are introduced to the tall track girl that Long Dug Dong ends up hooking up with later on in the movie, <laughs> who is in the cast labeled as the lumberjack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Based. Based. Uh, yeah, she's so tall and she's much taller than him. But they are um, like a Britney Griner almost. Uh, she's giving Britney Griner. You mean Britney Griner? She, she's such a deep voice. I can't even get that low. Are we sure she's not? Okay, I'll just stop there. Um, yeah, so they're like hugging and like all over each other at the dance. And it's kind of weird, but funny all at the same time. And then they ended up going to the party, which is where we're moving into. So... Carolyn decides that she is going to throw a party on behalf of Jake at his parents' house because his parents are out of town. And come to find out, Jake is really rich and has a really nice house that gets destroyed. Um, so she is so, so drunk at the house. And she's like, meet Jake. Jake, meet everyone. Young. And she gets so drunk that she gets her hair slammed in the door and they end up cutting it off. She's just a mess. She's a hot mess. And she's obviously using Jake for his rich boy status. But we get to the scene with Long Dog Dong and Lumberjack Lady where they're on like an exercise bike. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and she says, you know, I've never been out with a boy before. Did you catch that? No. Yeah. She says, I've never been out with a boy before. And he goes, me neither. <laughs> um, so obviously she's kind of lezzy. Yeah. And hence the lumberjack. Hence the lumberjack. Is she, and is she into long dog dog because he's like really little and petite? <laughs> I don't know. Because he's dressed like a geisha later. Oh. Yeah. Just, just to point that out. Um, so we heard a uh, fag earlier in the movie. We hear it again later. Ted calls his friends faggots. Um, and I know we're saying that word right now. I I used to use that word. I don't use it anymore because I have gay friends and that is offensive to them. I, I'll, I'll just come out and say that. I don't like that word. I don't enjoy saying it, but I'm saying it for these purposes. Yeah, I will say I don't use that word. Yeah. I also, my take is you don't have to support these beliefs or movements yeah. or these ideologies, but I just want to respect everyone. Yeah. Even if it's a transgender person, I don't agree with that ideology. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be tearing them down with yeah. horrible, horrible words. It's a demeaning word. 
Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's not necessary. And you can be conservative and you can have these political beliefs and you can feel certain ways about ideologies, but address it with facts and well thought out logic Yeah, versus tearing people down with horrible words. Yeah. Because I don't believe that, that you should be doing that in any situation. No, not in any situation, regardless of the community or movement, like whatever. I, that word is... If it's offensive to a good friend of mine, then it's offensive to me. Um, not personally, because yeah. obviously I'm not gay. Um, but when we when we say it today, it's only in reference to the movie and the script. So just just clarifying. Um, so he calls his friends that, and I, it took me off guard for a second because again, I wasn't I wasn't listening for that when I watched it in the past. Um, but the disaster left behind at this party is on another level. The pizza on the turntable, the freaking suds coming out of the vent. I mean, wow. I've never been to a party like that. Literally. I don't, I don't ever want to go to a party like never. that. Never. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in this movie, which is when her dad finally realizes that they forgot her birthday. And it's such a touching moment. I'm a daddy's girl. Peyton's a daddy's girl too. Um, and I love this dad because he's trying so hard to get on that like girl level with her and he's not, he doesn't get it, but he's trying so hard and the effort is what counts. Um, and a girl always loves and always will need her daddy, uh, which is why I love that scene. The, the dialogue in it is very cheesy um, but it's a stepping stone of life um, and the type of conversation that we all should have at least once with our dad. So I, I love that scene a lot. Um, when Ted sees Carolyn drunk and Jake asks him to take her home. He says, I don't drive. I'm a freshman. I don't have a car. You can use mine, he says. He says, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> and he goes, I could violate her 10 different ways while she's passed out. <laughs> tough, tough in today's, today's world. We don't, Yikes. we cannot say that. I don't care what side you're on. As a girl that you cannot say that. You cannot say that. Oh, well, I'm... Guys are going to say what they say to each other behind closed yep. doors. Like, whatever. I can't be like, you can't say that. You're going to say it anyway. It's just life. But like... It's like a liability to say that. Yeah. You would get... <laughs> Immediately canceled. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Um, oh, and, and then she feeds him... She feeds Ted birth control in the car. Mm. And he goes, do you have any idea what I could do to a guy my age? Hormone science. blockers. Science. Yeah, science. And he breaks the fourth wall. That's awesome. Uh, so a lot of interesting takes in this. Um, the rest of it is just kind of the, the conclusion of the movie, which if you haven't seen this movie, you should just watch it. But we'll just do some funny things now. So I love when... Um, <laughs> I love... Long Dong Dong, so much. <laughs> he's, 
Oh, sexy girlfriend. <laughs> That's one of his lines. And he goes, automobile. Love that. She got married to Orly Bohonk. She got married? Oh, married. I, yep. Married? Married. She closes the door. <laughs> married. <laughs> married. Speaking of married, the older sister that gets married takes not one, but four muscle relaxers because she got her period and she is unable to walk down the aisle. And I think it's hysterical. <sighs> um, stereotypes in this movie, Jake showing up to the wedding in his super cool car. Yep. Uh, is so stereotypical. Um, and then he's waiting for her outside of the church, which ends up being their first interaction throughout Incredible. the entire movie. People are struggling for a text back and this man is just out here doing the most. He's just doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, that's the first interaction they had. Um, and then she's like, I'm dipping out on the reception because you showed up, which honestly, the sister probably didn't even make it to the reception because she was so out of this world on pills. Um, speaking of, of drugs and pills, the scene, the dinner scene, where they're at the the sister and the fiance are at dinner with her parents and his parents. Mm -hmm. I was getting total mob vibes. Did you get that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It was a little, a little odd. It was odd. And his mom looked like she was super high on like cocaine and, yeah. and alcohol. John Hughes out here just putting something behind the plot. Oh yeah. Just weird, some, some crazy stuff. Uh, and then, of course, the end. It was so sweet how he got her a cake for her birthday because she didn't have one. No one told her happy birthday. She got her her kiss. She got her man. And she got her cake and her sweet 16. So it ended up being, it ended up being sweet. <laughs> it ended up being real sweet. Um, some weird trends. Obviously, the Levi's all at the beginning and the butts. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I'm team Levi's. I oh, yeah. Love, Levi's will never go out I style. love that style. I think it's so in. Yeah. It all comes back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the lemon on the elbows. Yeah. Did you catch that? No, I didn't so actually was, catch that. It was uh, when Sam was in her sister's bedroom and she was trying to open up, open up to her and talk to her about her problems. And then her sister's like, Samantha, I just don't have time for this. But she's rubbing uh, lemons on her elbows. Oh, wow. And I always thought that was so weird when I was growing up. I was like, why is she doing that? So it turns out lemons remove dry skin from your knees and your elbows. Oh, yeah. Burn. Like a cut or something. I know. Like, like what do you have burn? I don't want to risk it. Like, put salt in the wound. But it also says that it lightens the skin on your knees and your elbows. Huh. Yeah. The fashion sense, the layers. Too many layers. Yep. Too many layers. The big I did wear, sleeves. I did wear my lime green laser for the 80s trends. But uh, there's so many layers. Yeah. And the big, giant, poofy sleeves. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like, I like a little poof here and there. Yeah. Or pizzazz. Pizzazz. Like, a little pizzazz. Yeah. But the big, poofy prom dresses and, like, those big, like, just the over-the-top dresses. Yeah. You look like a cupcake, a frumpy little cupcake. I'm calling it. You know, this the 70s are coming back right now. That's like 70s a, wedding dress. I hope that does. Can I get married before that comes back in style? Because 
I don't want to. I don't want to get married wearing one of those. No. Got to get married before that happens. Well, the '70s trends are back. Like the bell bottoms. Um, obviously, the '90s have been trying to make their comeback here and there within the last five years. But '70s trends are coming back. Um, don't know why. <laughs> I'm calling it now. The '80s are next. The '80s are next. Whether it be hair, poofs material made, the, that shiny LeMay material that they use for a lot of stuff. I'm calling it. It's coming back. I will say the wedding fashion wasn't that bad for the 80s. I've seen worse. Yes. I've seen worse. Like the bridesmaid's dress wasn't that bad. Yeah. It could have been so much it worse. It could have been and a lot I've worse. I've seen some bridesmaid's dresses in today's day. It looks terrible. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So what are your hot takes from this movie? Hot takes. Overall, I really liked it. I think that it very much described what being a kid in high school looks like, not just from being in high school, but you kind of got everyone's perspective from the cool kids to the dorks to the foreign exchange students. So you kind of just felt the whole mosh posh of kids in high school. You felt everything. So I liked that, that it was just had a whole bunch of different things going on. And it kind of just walked you through all aspects of high school. Um, Some other things that I just really liked and that I wish that would come back in today's day is how serious people kind of took their relationships. Yeah, When you were dating someone in high school, it wasn't like, oh, that's my boyfriend or I'm talking to him. It was, we're going steady. I'm going with him. Like Caroline's going with... Jake. Jake. Yeah. And it was going with, like, that's my person. It yeah. wasn't like a black and what, it wasn't that gray area of we're talking and maybe we're dating, but I'm also dating this and I'm dating this guy. Yeah. It was, they took their relationships very seriously. And I think that that's something that we need to bring back because it's so cute. It's so mm-hmm. sweet when someone just looks at another person, especially in high school. It's like, they're so young, but the one thing that they're doing right is actually taking their relationships seriously yeah, and just being like, I'm going with them. Yeah. I'm going with, I'm not dating. I'm not talking to them. I'm going with. And obviously most of the time high school relationships don't last or work out in the long run. And to be honest, they shouldn't because you need to, you need life experiences, but it is endearing to see that um, from the past because of how serious they took it. Uh, it's something that we can learn from and not this hookup culture. And uh, what do they, what do they call it on the whatever body count? Yes. There was no hookup culture in 16 candles. Samantha didn't even know if she had sex or not because she didn't, she was so innocent. She didn't know what that was. And then in today's day and age, these 16 year olds are like sex. I've had it 20 times with this many guys and I do it with six guys a weekend. It's insane to see the difference. And I think it's just refreshing to see, although there were some racial slurs and some inappropriate jokes made in the movie, it was innocent and pure. Yeah. And and in the end, it it made us laugh. It made, it made you laugh. Um, and I agree with everything you said and you're, and you're taking the movie and just the highlights of every aspect of high school in two days. That's how long the movie, that was the duration of the movie. It took place over two days. Um, 
and they hit a lot of points because there's a lot in high school and we saw a lot of it in just an hour and a half. Um, it's a great movie. If you have not seen it, I highly suggest watching it uh, at least once. <laughs> if I did it, you guys can do it. Exactly. Peyton doesn't like to watch movies, but we got her to watch it. All right. Would 16 Candles be canceled if made today based off society's political correctness? Yes. Absolutely. It would be canceled. It wouldn't even be made. Right? Right. Right. Too many racial slurs. Yeah. Inappropriate. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Well, guys, that was our wrap-up of 16 Candles. There is more where this came from. The next topic we are moving on to will be controversial music performances. Ooh! Ah. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. Yeah. So make sure you click subscribe so you can get notified for our next episode. They drop every Wednesday and Sunday. Wednesday is our pop culture segment with Megan. And Sundays is just our cultural, political, whatever we want yeah. conversations. We usually have a guest. That is on Sunday. So make sure you click subscribe. And if you haven't yet, followed us, follow us on Instagram at Girls Gone Right. So you can see some fun clips of the show. Yes. Thank we you will for watching. See you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Girls Gone Right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format and check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Right.